pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Greetings and welcome back to your Kinetic Belief Podcast for manifesting your abundant life. I am so glad to have all of you back with us today. And if you'd like to receive an occasional encouraging text message from me, just text the word Kinetic to 844-844-0049. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. And make sure that you subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode on the occasion that will drop one. <laughs> so you can find it Which wherever we drop it. Which is every Monday through Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We do our best to do the same time every day, but... Honestly, I'm just excited that we're doing it every Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> I am too. And just being able to spend this time with you. Video of the podcast is also now available at, at uh, StephenCanyon.com. Meg, how Steven, are you? Wonderful. My how are you? Sweetest of friends. My bestest friend. Oh, uh, you're the most amazing thing. I'm glad that we're in love. <laughs> because this would be a very weird conversation otherwise, <laughs> right? Well, I'm glad that it's reciprocated. Because I love you so much. I would just have to, oh. I would be d- doomed to a life of just following you around. Yeah. Hiding in the bushes. We'd both be doomed, wouldn't we? <laughs> Stalking you. <laughs> yeah, right? I love the, the outfit today. Oh, thank so you. So cute. Let me show everybody on the KB cam here. Look at the KB formula. There it is. And it's over a tree of life. I love how they did the... um. The font on this in sort of like an old school, old world script. I yes. like that a lot. Kinetic belief equal one half mass times velocity square gives you gives you the answer to all of the creative life. My favorite thing is when someone says, What what does that mean? Oh, that's mine too, especially if I'm standing next to you. <laughs> oh dear God. Because <laughs> I'm let's I'm just like, outside. Well let's let's hear it, Maggie. What does that mean? Right. Exactly. When do you have uh, a life 200 hours to listen to our podcast <laughs> and i'll tell you <laughs> sure you know what oh, i mean man. hey if you could predict the future would you want to have that ability Ooh. um can i change the future well that's a good question i guess if you know something maybe is about to happen you could go running over there to the scene of the whatever's going to be and and start waving your arms around <laughs> frantically and <laughs> No, you don't understand. It. I know the future. <laughs> this is coming. Um, yeah, well, no, what is okay. that MC square thing there? KB square. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm trying everything. Trying to save your life. <laughs> no, you? um, if I could uh, make changes and make make the future maybe better, then yes. But if I don't have, if I couldn't change anything, no, I would not want to know. Well, I guess you'd be able to change things depending on what the thing. It, what was that Nicolas Cage movie? Where he was able to predict the future. I think that's, he was doing it through formulas or something. <laughs> that's every Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> Isn't it right? I think he's Somehow. always known what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Now, there's oh, an actor. You know, when when Nicolas Cage is in a movie, you know he's just going to give it his all. <laughs> what was that? I think we saw it. Maybe it was, on, it was on social media, but someone had found a clip of old, old movie. Was he a vampire? And he was chasing somebody around a room? Or oh, and it was just... What was that? It's never meant to I be funny, but it's so funny. Is he making a movie now? He, I, I think he's always making like 50 movies. We need to have a Nicolas Cage night. <laughs> movie I, night. I, he's America's greatest treasure, well, right? I was going to say, when that, when that movie... <laughs> I love that movie, National Treasure. And when it came out, um, this meme was floating around saying the true national treasure is... Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Absolutely. Hear, hear. Hear, hear. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, yes. what, what is that? <laughs> hear, hear. Yeah. Oh, well, what uh, about you? Um, same, same question for you. 
Yeah, you know, I think it depends on... Oh, it was my question. So I guess it depends on my question. <laughs> like you're real surprised. Um, what do you mean by that? No. This is, I, this is so sudden. Prob- well, beyond the unctions that higher wisdom already gives us, I would say no, because I think it would be too much mind clutter. Because in in alliance, in alliance and in alignment with higher wisdom, with source, we are given unctions, and we have the ability to to prepare for what is to come mm-hmm. without all of the unnecessary details. So yes. beyond that, I don't think so. Well, I, I have to say, you already have a lot of premonition and insight, and you we you bring many things into a conversation right before they happen. So you already have a lot of that. But everybody does. We all have that same ability. It's transcending the ego that's identifying with the empirical forms around us that gives anybody the ability to attune with higher wisdom consciousness, which where there is no timeline. And so you do have the ability to see into the future, so to speak, in a way that unctions will prepare you. And also that's how attraction works is through the imagination of desires for what you want to to manifest, manifestations being a futuristic term for what you're going to expect. So we all have the same ability. It's just some are very, very limited by the veil that they allow to remain over their, mm. the eyes of their imagination by attaching themselves uh, and wow. identifying with what they can already see and hear and feel and, and those things. Well, I have to say, this is something I know that you've been aware of within yourself and that you've worked on for a long time. So it's obviously something you can hone a skill that you can can cultivate well that is true because what i did in my own life uh, it's 30 years ago is i began putting pressure on the materialization of those visual visualizations of things um, prior to them actually happening in this realm Mm. in other words i worked on my expectation for those and the occurrence became uh, unbelievable as far as frequency because mm. it was part of my uh, kinetic belief for these things to happen and wow. so yeah anybody can do that and um, it's it's part of the way that we navigate this the life that we're all experiencing well and i have to say your question for me was the perfect segue here to the question that we received from a kinetic believer um are you would you like to go ahead and hear it oh now? yeah sure yeah. yeah um it's from kinetic believer named renee hello renee oh, hi, renee hi thanks for writing in and sh- her question is as follows for as long as i can remember i've suffered from anxiety and after finding kinetic belief i've made huge strides in the last two years and i've overcome a lot of it However, the recent world events have put my fearful tendencies into overdrive, now affecting every thought of my future. I spend a lot of time afraid of, quote, what ifs. I allow those things to dictate my happiness and my well-being. I give things so much power over me unintentionally. I spend a lot of time letting fear hold me back, and I don't want that anymore. How can I stop feeling so fearful of everything and just let go? Interesting that she used the phrase, the what ifs, because that is an actual manifestation of worry and doubt and fear, is the mind takes a a stance of, well, I'm going to anticipate the what could happen. I'm going to anticipate all of those what ifs, which it's a rabbit hole, and it's one that you really can't close the door on. Good question, and especially for the days that we're living in, and the news, and and all of the uh, the media uh, antics and rantings, and all of those things. So let's let's do. We'll try to 
peel some of this back. And mm-hmm. I, you know, we've talked about the substance of fear uh, uh, many times, actually, on this podcast over the years. And I think maybe um, let's let's take a little deeper dive into to exactly what it is, because fear, like. Um, faith and happiness and joy and all of those things actually has a quantum substance. It's a very real thing. And it's not just an attitude. It's not just a a whimsical thought, an imagination based on what ifs. It's real. It's tangible. Mm. So perhaps for perspective, let's gain some perspective. To understand fear, uh, let's deep dive into the quantum world for just a second. The, the quantum world has a lot in common with pants. <laughs> what? And you can't, just, you can't just go to a store and get a <laughs> pair of pants that are an exact match for your body. I know that's right. <laughs> oh, man. Truer words. Can I get a shout out? Oh, yes. <laughs> but you, you, it's wow. not, po- not an exact match for your body. Instead, what, we, what you're forced to do is to choose between pairs of pants that come in predetermined sizes that might be close to being a perfect match for you. Now, they may, there are exceptions to every rule, but that's typically the case. The, the, those bell bottoms I got recently are, are a major exception. That was an exception. It's like they were made for me. But for the purpose of what I'm trying to help okay, today with. Okay, I'm sorry. I got so excited talking about pants. Okay. The subatomic world <laughs> is similar to going into a store looking for pants. In that just as you can only buy pants in multiple of sizes, energy comes in multiples of the same quanta. There aren't fractions of fractions of fractions of quanta in in between those sizes. So the the multiples of quanta is uh, very exact, very precise. And that's actually where we get the name quantum physics from. Hmm. And... That is a quantum object existing in multiple states at one time is uh, take an electron, for example, and an electron is it's, it's both here and it's over there and it's simultaneous. Mm. So it's in both places at the same time. And it is only once we do an experiment to find out where it is that it settles down into one or the other. Now, why is the the size of quanta? And the location of particles important to understanding fear. The, all of this makes quantum physics. It takes all, we're talking about probabilities of uh, existence, probability of you maintaining a space energetically that's uh, beneficial to you, for example, in that we can only say which state. An object is most likely to be in once we add our state of being. And in this case, let's add the state of being that Renee's talking about, the one of fear, um, to the state of being. And all things, fear included, is made up of quantum energy. And mm. the, yeah. the, the term quantum of energy means that the energy is not transferred continuously. And, and this is important. It's not, you know, you you think of energy going through, say, an electrical cord continuously from the outlet in a wall to an appliance. And that's not not how it works in in the quantum field of possibilities. The term quantum energy means that energy is not transferred continuously, but as discrete um, individual 
packets of energy. So attraction occurs through these, this emittance of, of bursts of these packets of energy. So here we're talking about negative fear-based packets of energy. And for for this conversation today, let's just imagine that those packets of energy are fear, just totally fear-based packets. Mm. And this is somebody that's gone down the rabbit hole, and it, they're perpetuating. It's a snowball effect, and those packets are getting bigger and bigger, and they just keep throwing more <clears throat> information into it, negative imaginations. What if this happens? Well, what if this happens? Well, what if they say that? What if they don't do this? What if I don't get the raise? What if what if terrorism happens in my neighborhood? The what ifs, what ifs, and they build in velocity. And then there is and all of a sudden there's this kinetic burst of fear that attracts the thing that is feared. That's kinetic energy. That's the mathematical formula that's on the top of your tree of life there. And so let's imagine that there's a fear of heights. There's a fear of spiders, a fear of snakes, a fear of dying, fear of speaking, fear of rejection, a fear of three holes on the back of your phone. Of, there's a fear of clowns. There is a fear of terrorism, a fear of the sun, a fear of darkness, whatever it is. While many people believe that fear is normal, or healthy, um, you have to start factoring in and considering the definition of all the phobias, because an exaggerated, usually inexplicable and illogical fear of, of a particular object, like I just mentioned, or a class of objects or situations, begins to produce those packets of energetics. And as you continue to feed into those, they are absolutely going to manifest into your life the very thing that you're fearful of. Wow. And so fears have, Renee, fears actually have no logical reasoning behind them, and they don't serve a good purpose either. But what fear does do is it produces torment. Uh, physiologically speaking, it's not natural to the essence of your higher being. Fear is actually the opposite of faith, and it's the opposite of a good belief, a kinetic belief that you've chosen to desire and to imagine to come to pass in your life. And fear contains no force, energetic force, of optimism, which is uh, produces happiness and joy, and which are forces of gratitude that are producing health and life. I have to say that her question was really profound to me in that she didn't lay out something really specific that she's afraid of. And um, I remember a time in my life, it was many years ago, but I lived with a lot of anxiety, and which is just, I think, another term really for, for fear. And the funny thing about that is that it it's not necessarily toward any specific thing. It's it's fear-based for the sake of being fearful. It's anxiety for the sake of anxiety. And that negative energetic just is constantly looking for something to attach to. Mm -hmm. And I find that to be incredibly dangerous mm -hmm. because it's something that feels very intrinsic at the time. And it just wants to glom on to anything and everything that you're hearing or seeing to to really make it make sense to you. Yeah, you know, typically a person that is plagued by fear is someone that's already being led by feelings and emotions. 
And when there's a negative feeling, then to validate the negative feeling, you've got to come up with a narrative. Well, why do I feel uh, this trepidation? Why do I feel anxiety and mm. anxious? Well, let me think on this for a minute, and I'll come up with a story that gives, that validates the reason that I feel negatively. Right. And so, you know, here the importance of not being someone led by feelings and emotions becomes vital to your success. Feelings and emotions change. And if you allow those to be the, the thing that dictates the narrative and the egoic stories you're telling yourself, well, you're becoming double, you're a double-minded person and you can't stay the course and you'll never get to destination A, B, or C. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Meg, the world as it is is spiritually evolving per, toward perfected completion. And it is, it's cycling through change. And... While awakening from a conscious sleep, it's it's going. What's going to be revealed is the dysfunctional, the transcendental process of enlightenment, and uh, in that process, you can um, and should convince yourself that there is nothing that should be feared in the process, because all wow. of those what ifs are um, resulting from the the optics of a world that is dysfunctional and becoming more so every day and you and it's creating a sense of anxiety and it's culturally there's an, an anxiety that's building and it's worldwide right now hmm. but the the perspective becomes vital and especially in the days that we're living in and access to all the information that we have and you know, you can take, you can say, well, why do I feel this way? Well, let's turn on the news and I can tell you in about 10 minutes why I feel this way. Or if you're feeling great or if you're not feeling anything, you can still turn it on or go to social media and you can find a reason to become fearful. Mm-hmm. Reasonings, rationalizations. Um, but here's what's happening. Just as the caterpillar becomes dysfunctional right before it undergoes a, a metamorphosis in, into the beautiful butterfly that it becomes. The egoic state of consciousness, which is more predominant than the awakened consciousness, will become, in for human beings, it's, it's going to become more and more dysfunctional. Wow. And that dysfunctionality is intensifying. And while systems, all systems disintegrate, objective truths are being revealed to be wrong, historically wrong, the wisdom of the ancestral wisdom incorrect, uh, subjective truth incorrect, egoic traditions no longer sustaining the beliefs that have been believed to be true. And as a result, the collapse that is being uh, revealed is causing a growing number of acute crises in multiples that have not before been seen on planet Earth because of the optics and lens of the Internet and news and um, this this one world consciousness of the collective that is all of a sudden co- the collective is in, immersed in the fearful um, uh, substance of, of, uh, of a quantum uh, multiplication and it's increasing and in multiples never before seen before not on this planet and and it's affecting so many parts of the planet all at the same time and this is what's happening right now so wow this this is a huge it's a light bulb moment and beyond that it's a revelation knowledge moment for me this idea that your egoic state is going to become highly dysfunctional really before breakthrough is mm-hmm. that that's correct the point that you were referring to and i think mm-hmm. that's really Oh man, that's really good because 
we need to know. We need to know what the process looks like, what the process of not just manifestation, but evolution, spiritual evolution within ourselves looks like so that we can know, oh, we're on the right track. I see this marker. I see that marker. Um, Because I think many times you can be deceived into thinking that it's all going to work out immediately and and it's all going to come up roses immediately and it's all going to be perfect. But you have to understand that we have to go through this sacrificial process of all the things that we don't want to cling to anymore. So a sacrificial process in that it appears to be something that you're not going to want to go through, but then the outcome is always better, isn't it? And I want to tell you that today, right now, emphatically, and, and I'm from, from the depths of my soul, that what you are seeing around the world right now, what you're being told, what you are hearing about, all of the negative stuff as it may try to appear to you, these things are absolutely nothing to be afraid of. And I want everybody listening today to get that, receive it, meditate on it until you believe it. There is absolutely nothing to be afraid of. And if you stay present and if you stay fully attached to your highest viewpoint for transitioning your life beyond what you've been told uh, that you should be believing, and if you choose not to succumb to fear, if you choose to not believe the media when they tell you that you should be afraid, that these things then will not affect you. They will not come against you. Acute crisis and dysfunction always always proceeds or it always coincides with any evolutionary spiritual advancement or any kind of a gain in in uh, uh, not only in the individual but collective conscious awareness. So why the resistance to change? Why is there fear to the what ifs and the possibilities and all those things? All life forms need obstacles. All life forms need a challenge in order to evolve. And fear, what we call fear and recognize as being fear, is simply the psychological motivating force, not only behind warfare and violence between nations and tribes and religions and ideologies, but also the cause of incessant conflict in uh, even personal relationships. Mm. So fear manifests a distortion in your perception of other people and a distortion in your perception of yourself. And it's kind of like going through the, uh, the hall of mirrors at the fairground and, and you're, you look this size and you're tall and you're short and your hands are big and all, all this, um, <laughs> this, this change of perception of yourself. Well, f- that's what fear does. And it does it through the optics and the lens of, of an irrational state of being. And it's through fear of which worry and doubts are constructed that anybody, that people will misinterpret every situation. It adds to it uh, things that are not accurate and not, and not true, but that, that are required to validate the, this enormous pressurization of anxiety that results from being fearful. And so what happens is, Renee, it, it leads you, and this is why it can be so dangerous too, in, in relationships, in, in your daily activities, whatever you're doing, because it will lead a person, fear will lead someone to misguided actions which are motivated by the negative purview of the ego and all of the reasonings that accompany actions that are based in fear. And 
the reason that the ego starts shouting at you, you need to run, you need to do this, you need to quit that job, you need to give them a piece of your mind, Mm -hmm. you need to fight back, kick back, whatever it is, that's the ego giving you a marching order for action. It's to help you, and it will convince you that it's to help you get out of fear, to get away from the thing that you fear. But all it's actually doing is just aligning you with attracting more of the same ideology that's producing your concept of fear. And this is a, a, a bottomless rabbit hole, a bottomless pit, and it, that can never, you can never overcome that through the, the reactions that the ego is telling you to take to that. And it is so important to realize that fear is not actually the dysfunction, which is a, a deep-seated egoic delusion that you, that you have a, a personally identified with. So the, to rid yourself of the destructive energetics of fear, you're going to have to go down to the root of the dysfunction. And again, fear itself is not the dysfunction. When we are, I, th- I really liked how you portrayed and, and, and told us that that fear is a distortion. And, and I liked that because you can so easily, like the, the crazy hall of mirrors that we've all been in before, it's easy to imagine that. So obviously perception is based in mindset and perspective which is like you're already saying directly related to to identifiers ego so i'm wondering when we are shifting our mindset we're shifting our energy to rise above fear to rise above that distortion of of this perception are we focusing on the authority and dominion that we have been given as creatives or are we focusing on the abundance and the positive energetics in the universe. And so, and, and I hope that I ask that correctly because those are two very powerful inter- entities that we're constantly engaging with, those two ideas. But I'm just wondering which one do we attach ourselves to to constantly rise above fear? Well, I like the way you, ans- you ask the question because to focus means that you're asking, well, where do I go? Yes. What, 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 where do, if not here, where? <laughs> yes. And every human being spiritually comes in the world unafraid. Mm-hmm. There's a place that you've already been there before where you were not fearful. And fear rationalizations haven't grown into the egoic thought of identity as of yet when we come into the natural. Now, now going back to that place and recognizing the genius of your purpose before you attached yourself to anything that irrationally caused you to become fearful is the is the the beginning of that journey so here's what happens whenever you feel afraid remember that there's no fear in alignment with your higher essence of being which was in its purest state of consciousness before you began attaching yourself to the validations and the judgments of negative influencers, either from yourself and the way that you see yourself negatively, and all of those things can be uh, measured up to a lifetime of, of experiences and conversations. Fear is produced by a mental construct of the ego. It's mm-hmm. produced by that. And it's not real. It's just a production of the energetics of a, of a narrative that the ego has a, uh, adapted for itself as being a truth. And in the days that we're now living in, 
I am. I just want to say that it is imperative that you should absolutely watch what you're feeding the mind with. Uh, Franklin Roosevelt had it right when he said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. It's not a thing. Remember that fear doesn't prevent bad things from happening. Fear, when it's tolerated, is quantifiably the cause of bad things happening. Hmm. It's the cause of those bad things. In other words, even nature responds negatively to the energetics of fear. It's an, it's an attraction. It's a thing that causes the thing you're fearing to come against you. You know, we do a lot of hiking in the Rocky Mountains, and... And we have back up in the Appalachians as well, but um, most recent in the years, frequently, uh, we, we do a lot of hiking now in, these, in the Rockies. And experts will tell you that if you ever encounter a bear, don't run. <laughs> well, that, that's much easier to read in a brochure than it is to, to actually <laughs> do that if you encounter a bear. But, here, but the reason you shouldn't run is because when you run, the bear thinks that you're prey and will continue chasing you. So they, the experts say, just stand your ground. So <laughs> and, and what, what, what's happening here? Fear is actually the universal language of destruction. It's the substance of those negative packets of energy that we were talking about. Remember, they're fear-based packets, and they build in, in increase in velocity. And then there's this kinetic burst of energetic, of a fear, and it's a tangible in the quantum world of physics. And so you run from the bear. The bear senses those packets of energetics of fear being released, and it's a and it's a response to that. The bear doesn't have to think, "Oh, this is this is a hot dog for dinner. I'm going to go ahead and put some slaw on it." It doesn't doesn't <laughs> rationalize this intense longing to pursue or to be attracted to those packets of energetic and the destructive force of that bear which is already within it, is the thing that is attracted to the thing that is fearing its destructive force. Wow, I love these new definitions that you're always giving us. You know, it was just the other day, well, I guess it was really yesterday, that you you took us on a deep dive into the ego, and it gave me a fresh definition. Because when you have the proper framing for something like fear, ego, it does allow you to in, in a bigger way than ever, step back and be that observer that you're always telling us to be, to observe it, to to understand it so that you can deal with it properly. And so fear all of a sudden not being the outcome, it's simply really the opportunity is is illuminating so much in my spirit and so much in my mind. And I feel like it's going to give me the, the ability to step back and, and deal with it as, it as it needs to be dealt with. I'm getting excited with you. Revelation <laughs> knowledge just becomes you. And it's that yeah. thing, I, I don't know why I know or how I know. I just know it in my knower that I yeah. know. And I know it's good. And it's, and it's changing me. And I know that it's good. But, because, you know, fear in almost every instance, Meg, it opens the door to death and destruction. And a person, um, by making wrong choices, can actually open up that door into their life by watching movies and imagining bad things happening to them. Whether you know it or not, images, they, they stay with you. And the yeah. subconscious mind, well, it's like a movie screen. And it doesn't, it doesn't know the difference between reality and fiction. So watch what you're watching, Renee, and take, 
take back the control of those those gateways into consciousness. Your mind should not be feeding on fear, horror, murder mysteries, negative news, or anything else that's fear-based. Well, and I just, I love, again, just reframing fear because it's so emotional, isn't, isn't it? And so a new piece of revelation knowledge that's coming through what you're saying is you know, to overcome, to find a solution, to find peace and to scale the the seeming problem, it doesn't require fear. You know, you don't have to have that level of negative energetics to properly deal with something. Because I think a lot of times biologically, we feel as though we we need fear. We need fear mm-hmm. to to know how to deal with something and to be motivated enough to overcome it. But as a kinetic believer, we are the ultimate observer. You know, we are the king looking down on the kingdom, and we don't have to be in the thick of all of this to deal with it properly. Yeah, and you know, when you know the source of fear, you know how to resist it. When you know where it's coming from and that it is not a, an actual tangible, but it is something that is being produced physiologically. And and, and there are, mm-hmm. you know, there are people that will say that, well, you need, Steve, fear to tell you not to put your hand on, hot, on, on something that's hot. No, you don't need fear for that. You need experiential knowledge for that. Yeah. And you need an education for that. And so can you really make a choice not to... to to uh, fear something is the question. Can you logically, using the the ego like we did a deep dive into yesterday, to to inform you to not fear something? Emotions never belong in the driver's seat of your life. You do. Mm. You do by being the the one that's in charge, the one that has transcended the ego that's uh, alarmingly attaching itself and its identity to to the, the way that it's constructing the universe around you. Yes, you can choose to love and you can choose to live a life that is free of fear. And when you refuse to fear by resisting the, the spirit of fear, it brings freedom. And it, it, nature abhors a, ba- a vacuum and it's going to bring peace into your life because you're refusing the spirit of fear. Whenever a fearful thought tries to creep in, just be quick in your response and say, you know what? No, I refuse to fear. I'm just, I'm not going to do it. But what about, no, no buts. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to refuse to have fear <laughs> regardless of, of yeah. how big the Barriers. Well, I was just going to say that I love that analogy because I'm going to carry that with me. You know, when fear shows up, don't run. <laughs> don't have the instinctive reactionary response. And that kind of leads into my next uh, query here. I'm wondering, how does our highest self fit into all of this? Where does it fit in? When do, when do we activate it? When are we are we in it all the time? I just I want to understand the connection. Sure. Well, like, like all things that the ego tries to convince you of, recognize the ego as an entity that is separate from you. It's separate from your higher self. It is not you. It's part of the ego. It's part of the lower self that you've been identifying with that has absolutely nothing to do with your genius of purpose or the one who created you, your oneness with life source. One of the things that I do in recognizing that that different, the construct of the difference, and being able to uh, transcendentally uh, raise myself up above that. One of the things I do is I talk back to fears. and When they try to creep in, hey, Steve, you know you're afraid of this, don't you? When I hear that, I say, no. That's when I see. That's when I have a response, and I, I personally, for most people, the answer is they do nothing. 
when the, the thoughts that are aligned with the emotion and fear creep in of the narrative, that most people don't do anything. Or at best, they may try to stop thinking the wrong thoughts and to force those wrong thoughts to just go away. But you cannot fight thoughts with thoughts. It's not possible to do that. They're both on the same team. You're trying to use a, a, a combative part of your ego. to identi- You're identifying with the fear to try to deal with the fear. It's not possible. You fight thoughts with words. And so I go to my manifesting journal. I open it up, and I've got affirmations in there that tell me who I am, that tell me who I am in my genius of purpose that I identify with, in, in with source, with my unique a creative, one-of-a-kind person that I am and with the strength and authority and the dominion to be able to imagine and to desire and to with gratitude and the words that I speak, the language that I'm learning in alignment with what I'm expecting to manifest and the actions and all of that. Those are the words that I speak. And then you fight effectively negative thoughts with positive words. Mm. So when a fearful thought comes, Meg, I respond immediately out loud with words of belief from my chosen articles of faith. Well, and I love this because it's so it seems like a small nuanced shift, but it's actually sort of a tectonic shift in how we deal with fear. Because when you're speaking, that's the only way that you can sense your, you know, stiffening your spine and becoming hyper aggressive. And I think that's also it not only is it speaking to fear to eliminate it, but I think you're also in those moments speaking to the universe and voicing I, I believe the law of attraction, I believe kinetic belief, I know that this works. And that's why I'm saying this. And so it it's, I wonder if we're when we're doing that, are we in turn, sending out those packets of energy that you began by describing and and teaching us about. That is correct. And with perspective, you know what kind of packets that you want to be sending out and not the negative ones, but the positive ones. And because without knowing it, most people live in fear and negativity and they just talk it a lot. And you actually helped me with this more. And you, you know, you do, because I get (laughs) caught up in the news of the day and, and, and I'm like, well, did you hear what they're doing over there? And you say, I don't know. I didn't. And I don't want to. (laughs) And and, okay, and then I take a minute and I get back on on track because it is what you're deliberately paying attention to that becomes you. Mm -hmm. And especially if it's provoking the energetics of fear, you're going to manifest the very thing that you're fearful of. One of the things that gets me in it, 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 it irritates me so much is I will be watching a really sweet movie, right? And then they will choose to make one of the commercials for a horror movie. I'm like, do you, I mean, read the room, people. Like, I'm watching Hallmark. I don't need to see who's getting killed in the haunted house. Like, like this is. But I'm just saying, it's it's a, it's it's something that I think we can identify with, right? Because I love this concept of identifying as a believer, identifying with sweetness and kindness, and maybe maybe everybody what does say that it's cheesy. Bring on the cheese, because the world. <laughs> is just so full of this negativity and Mm -hmm. these energetics and it's a war zone. And so having these safe havens that we create for ourselves 
mm. are so vital. There are so many people out there that are living in haunted houses. And if you are, <laughs> it's time to do some house cleaning. And because this is where yes. you're going to need to make some decisions in your life because you don't, nece- you don't necessarily have to cut people out of your life to do some house cleaning, but you absolutely will want to limit your time that you're spending with those who are a constant stream of fear and doubt. Yes. So you got to do some house cleaning. You don't want your house to be haunted anymore. You, and you may think that their fear, whoever you are in relationship with, and their negativity, you th- may think that it's not going to affect you because you're a kinetic believer. You spend time in your your journal and listening to these podcasts, but what you stream into your eyes. Now, listen, whatever you are allowing into your gates and into your ears becomes fuel for the mind, just as what you put in your body becomes fuel for it, whether healthy or damaging. I have a question about this, and I've wondered about it for a long time, and I don't, I don't know why I've never asked you about this before now, but I'm so curious as to why it seems like Negative energetics have so much more power in the moment than positive. And I'm saying that because if you are around a negative person, for example, they will suck the life out of you. And you can try to gin up your positive energetics all you want, but it just seems like you're drained so much faster when you are watching something negative, having a negative conversation. And I I, I know that they're not necessarily more powerful, but I'm wondering why can you... I mean, you've told us before, you cannot overcome that negative necessarily with the positive. Don't think you're going to change that energetic. You have to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in the, the thing about positive energetics or a, a life being lived positively is you have authority and dominion over yourself, but not other people. Negativity is misplaced dominion. And so in the presence of uh, misplaced dominion, then you are uh, allowing yourself, you're giving access to negative source influence. Mm. And the fearful people, you, you don't want you don't want fearful or negative energetics to have your attention at any cost, even if you know better. You, you, so you have to spend time with people who are positive and filled with optimism. The default of the experiences that we are having in this world is negative. It's the default. Mm. The The choice where the pressure uh, is manifests and and goes against that resistance is the, the choice of the positive, mm. which is not the default. So the default wins without the effort. Wow. And without the effort, you're in the presence of the default, which is going to overcome you. And so you are... Um, uh, really uh, mistaken if you think that you can be uh, make yourself sub- subject to those negative mm-hmm. antics and not be wow. um, redirected in your life by it. Yeah. And you know something else? It's going to bring great change to your life, and it'll keep you free of the damages of fear if you absolutely do some house cleaning <laughs> and take uh, take stock of the way that you're going through your day, who you're talking to, what you're watching, what you're hearing. And then cast down negative imaginations and replace those with optimism of your your highest viewpoints for living your best life. I want to share something with the KBs that you told me very early on when we had just met, and I was just becoming familiar with kinetic belief. You were, I was learning so much, but but this this was absolutely life altering for me. And you you told me to make sure that I was categorizing my relationships correctly. And you said that when I called someone a friend. I'm literally saying that that person is somebody that I am allowing their emotions to connect with me 
tether to me and vice versa. And that really completely rearranged every relationship I had. And so I started categorizing people as, okay, this is a friend because I can receive their emotions and, and it's positive. Um, or this person is really a project and it's not somebody I want to intimately connect with, but I, I still have love for them. And I want to, I want to be a, a, you know, an outreach and asset to them. One of the biggest mistakes that a lot of KBs will make as soon as they get their own house in order and everything is just humming along sweetly and beautifully is they'll go out and, and in an uh, energetic way, optically say, I'm going to align myself with their brokenness and their negative way of life and share yeah. in the destructive emotions and feelings that they're having. And that's what a friendship, that's what friendship is. Find yourself to align with, as far as a friend is concerned, with somebody that is optimistic and somebody else that is living their best life, expecting to live their best life, and is not making, does not have a, a habitual way of conversing about all the, the things that are wrong with the world today. And, mm-hmm. and like Maya Angelou said, hope and fear cannot occupy the same space. Yes. Invite one to stay. A wise woman. Invite one to stay. You can't have both. Well, let's work on some highest viewpoints. Oh, yeah. Speaking and we need to, of my Angelo. We need to say them, not just thank them. Now we know. <laughs> now we know. That's right. Speak it out loud and re- and displace those negative thoughts with these positive mm. words. Just say, I am grateful. I'm grateful. For all of the wonderful manifested desires in my life. For all of the wonderful manifested desires in my life. And I wake up every single morning. I wake up every morning. Excited to experience myself. Excited to experience myself. My authentic self. My authentic self. And I am attracting good things into my life. I'm attracting good things into my life. Through the positive things that I say. Through the positive things that I say. So I will fear not. I will fear not. Because I have nothing to fear. Because I have nothing to fear. And I'm attracting positive circumstances. I am attracting positive circumstances. And positive people into my life. And positive people into my life. I believe in my inner genius of purpose. I believe in my inner genius of purpose. So I choose to use my authority. And so I choose to use my authority. To advance my life. To advance my life. My body and soul. My body and soul. Toward perfected completion. Toward perfected completion. I'm journaling every day. I'm journaling every day because I'm seeing myself come through the pages because I'm seeing myself come through the pages <laughs> and establish my conscious thought forms and establish my conscious thought forms as positive ones as positive ones fearless ones fearless ones and I'm expanding my imagination I'm expanding my imagination which is aligning all of my actions which is aligning all of my actions for attracting abundant health for attracting abundant health and prosperity into my life and prosperity into my life my desires my desires are manifest Manifesting right now before my eyes. They're manifesting right now before my eyes. And more every day. And more every day. And my life. And my life. Is overflowing with an abundance of happiness and joy. Is overflowing with an abundance of happiness and joy. Everybody. Everybody. I am a living, breathing. I'm a living, breathing. Attracting force. Attracting force. For all of my best desires. Yes, for all of my best desires. And every single day. Every single day. I visualize my ideal life. I visualize my ideal life while unwaveringly while unwaveringly kinetically believing kinetically believing to expand my territory to expand my territory and I want you to know and I want you to know that I possess the inner power I possess the inner power to establish my to, reality to establish my reality what an awesome um, overcoming fear podcast this has been I feel full of revelation knowledge so empowered I want to just say thank you to all the kinetic believers that are
that are engaging with us on social media. I have to say, I want you to know that it just, it fills me up with, with friendship, kindredness, and I'm so deeply grateful for you. Seeing the comments, seeing even just the likes on the, on the affirmations and on the, the postings, it's just, it generates so much love and so much warmth. Sending out much light and love to all you KB creators all around the world. Oh yeah, and thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.